Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a Mysterious Headlines podcast. There have not been any new major developments in the wake of the autopsy report that was released last Tuesday. It's been about a week since the autopsy report revealed that Gabby Petito died of strangulation, throttling, and there hasn't really been much new that has happened since then. We know that on Thursday, we saw a renewed search effort in the Carlton Reserve after a couple quiet days of not seeing much activity there. On Thursday, we saw more activity happening in the reserve. And then on Friday, we saw, um, again, some more activity in the Carlton Reserve. Reserve. We saw some um, crime scene tape go up for a short period of time on Friday morning at the Carlton Reserve, but then it was taken down maybe 20, 30 minutes later. And then about an hour after that on Friday, we saw some officers with guns drawn walking through the reserve area. Now this is significant because we have not yet seen armed officers in the Carlton Reserve area. So this was something new, seeing armed officers walking through the Carlton Reserve. A bunch of media reached out to the Northport Police Department and asked what was going on. And they said that it was a combination of training and searching, which a lot of people found that to be weird that they would be conducting a training at the same time as they're searching in an area. But then other law enforcement pointed out that that is not typically what's done, but it wouldn't be completely off base for them to do that, to do hands-on training with officers while they are searching. So we still don't have a lot of clear answers on that. We know it went on for about an hour, hour and a half, and then we saw the officers gather back in the vehicles and leave and did not see them again on Friday. So that was an interesting um, moment on Friday, but nothing really came of it people thought oh maybe they found him or found something in the reserve and that's why they're kind of following with guns but um, as far as we know it was just training and searching but nothing more that really came of that situation on Friday. Another thing that I want to note going back in time to Wednesday was Chris Laundrie, Brian Laundrie's dad, came out of the house on Wednesday morning, um, early, like before it was even light out, came out early in the morning and went out in the car for about 20 minutes and then came back and had a gas can in his hand. And then about an hour later, he was outside mowing the lawn in front of the house. Now, this is significant because their lawn has not been mowed for about a month and people had been noticing the grass getting quite long at their house and wondered when and if he was going to mow or if they were going to call someone to come and mow for them and he chose to come out and mow which a lot of people thought was really poignant that he did it the day after the news of the autopsy results came out 
in Wyoming. And so people thought maybe there's something to it that he picked this day um, and not just any other random day since it's been needing to be mowed for a month now. Um, and he was out mowing for a good hour in front of the house and there were a bunch of media reporters there asking tons and tons of questions and he did not answer any, any questions at all. He did pull out the weed whacker at one point and carefully weed whacked around the memorial that has grown in their front yard with flowers and other things. Now, noticeably, anytime a sign has been placed in the parents' front yard, that sign has been very quickly removed by Chris and Roberta Laundry. There have been signs that said, what if I was Cassie? There have been signs that were a picture of Gabby Petito saying, remember me, I used to live with you. So there's been a variety of signs put out by different neighbors in the yard, and those have been really quickly taken down. But any flowers or candles or anything that doesn't seem to be a sign um, or seem to be a sign that has anything to do with Gabby or the family. Um, we saw over the weekend there was a sign put, like a cartoon sign, um, of, you know, Brian and Dog the Bounty Hunter, and that has not been taken down. So it seems like they're very quick to take down any signs that mention their family or mention Gabby or have a picture of Gabby. But anything else is staying in this kind of makeshift memorial in their side of the lawn. And he was very careful to weed whack around it last week, which was very interesting. Um, that he kind of carefully weed whacked around it, didn't remove any of it, didn't like destroy any of it. So that um, is kind of interesting to note. Um, so then, as I mentioned, the police activity on Thursday and Friday, and then over the weekend, really not much happened. Um, there was a protest outside of the Laundry's family house on Saturday. And then on Sunday, um, there was um, U.S. Marshal agents that actually stormed a person's hotel room near the Appalachian Trail. Now, this person was staying in a hotel near the Appalachian Trail and U.S. Marshals stormed the hotel room where this person was staying because they thought he was Brian Laundrie. And if you look at the photos, he does look similar to Brian Laundrie. I don't think he looked exactly like Brian Laundrie, but he did look similar. And there had been someone that had called in to the FBI saying that they had spotted Brian Laundrie and at and near this hotel. So they went and stormed this hotel with guns drawn and it was not Brian Laundrie. So this does give us insight into the fact that they are seemingly taking these, some of these sightings seriously. Obviously they have to filter through like what's legitimate and what's not because they're getting, I'm sure, a lot of illegitimate sightings from people saying, oh yeah, yeah, I saw him. And so they have to, they have their means of filtering and going through each one to determine how legitimate do we think this is and pursuing any that seem legitimate. 
And so this one seemed legitimate to them. So they took the steps to pursue it and it didn't end up being Brian Laundrie. And, you know, it probably kind of sucks for that guy that got guns drawn on him. But, you know, it's nice to see that they are taking some of these things seriously and they're following up on some of these cases and sightings. It's nice to know that they're following up on these leads and taking them seriously. Now, a lot of people are still very frustrated that they are in still searching the Carlton Reserve because a lot of people are convinced he's not there, he never was there. Why are they wasting their money and taxpayer dollars and resources searching in the reserve? But we have to remember, although they don't have physical evidence like clothing or a backpack, they may have other evidence like photos. Maybe there's a trail camera in there that they caught him on. Maybe there's a a camera going into the park that they have a photo that they caught him on. Maybe there's someone that actually saw him there that came forth and said, yes, I saw him. And they have like a photo to prove it. So we don't know that they don't have any of that type of evidence that they may be sifting through and that may be pushing them to continue to search there. As frustrating as it can be, we don't know everything that they know. And they also have to officially rule something out before they say, oh yeah, we're not going to search there anymore. Now, the reserve is a 25,000 acre park. Giant. Like, almost impossible, you would think, to get to every square inch of it. But they have to do their due diligence and search in a lot of places, even if they don't fully know he could be there. They still have to search because they have to rule it out and say, no, he definitely could not be there. We also have to remember that the water has receded quite a bit in the last like week or two at the reserve. And so they're able to go back and search areas that they were searching before, but they couldn't really see much or get to before. And so now they were able to go back and look in new areas. That's why we saw them searching on Thursday and Friday. This was new areas that or the same areas they had searched before, but in a new way because now they don't have all the water. And so they're not having to use the dune buggies and boats. They're just able to go in car and on foot. So that's why we saw the search Thursday and Friday in the same spot as before, but in a different way. And so we just have to remember they have more information than we do. We're not going to know the whole picture. They're very likely searching other places and just not publicizing it. We knew about the reserve because the parents said, oh yeah, that's where he went. So they might have thought, you know what, everybody already knows about the reserve. The parents came out and said, oh yeah, this is where he went. So they already know about the reserve. So we'll tell them like, yes, we're searching there and we're going to follow up on that. But they're probably searching a lot of other places and just not publicizing it for people because... They don't want to ruin the case by releasing too much information. And that can be frustrating, but that's how a criminal-led investigation goes, especially one led by the FBI. 
So right now we're just kind of waiting for new information, new developments to come forth to move this case forward. And until then, there's really not much to update on and much to talk about. Now, I am going to be doing some future podcast episodes covering other missing person cases and covering other just bizarre criminal cases. So I do have those in the works. I'm working on getting some of those things together to start um, pumping out those podcast episodes. So while we're kind of in lull periods here with the Gabby Petito case, I'm going to be putting out some new episodes of the podcast that have to do with other cases. And so please listen to those and give those the same amount of attention that you would give um, the Gabby Petito episodes because all these cases are important. Every missing person case is important. Every criminal case is interesting and important. So I'm going to be covering um, some different ones coming up in between. I'll still do podcast episodes with information regarding the Gabby Petito case. When there's new developments and new information, I will put out a new episode. But in the in-between time, I'm going to be putting out different episodes covering other cases. So until the next podcast episode, thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe if you're not subscribed to this podcast episode on Spotify, Google Podcast, um, Apple Podcast, wherever you're listening to this, you can hit the subscribe button and then it will notify you anytime a podcast episode is uploaded. You can also follow me on Twitter at MYSHeadlines. That is where I'm sharing a bunch of information related to the Gabby Petito case and also some other cases that I'm going to be covering here on the podcast. And you can chime in and be a part of the conversation by tweeting at me and using the hashtag Mysterious Headlines. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.